Hello guys, uh, I'm Umair Jet and uh, welcome to my e-commerce uh, mastery podcast. Today we are welcoming very special guest Josh and he is a CEO of Channel Bakers. Uh, very very uh, special welcome to the Josh. Uh, how are you feeling today, sir? I'm good. Uh, always good. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So, Josh, can you please share with us about yourself and uh, about your company, how it all got started? Oh yeah. Um... You know, once upon a time, I worked for manufacturer brands that sold through, you know, internet retailers as well as online marketplaces, or more often than not, they would hire an e-commerce manager to try to suppress a lot of those marketplaces. <laughs> and when I worked at a company called GoPro, I'm sure many of you have heard of the action camera company, mm -hmm. um, the job role and function was more centered around like suppressing marketplace sellers and cleaning up the channel and, you know, making sure everybody behaved well. But uh, what really got me excited was more of uh, what we could be doing from a marketing and merchandising standpoint with websites like bestbuy.com and obviously Amazon. Uh, while in that seat at GoPro, as a e-commerce manager, I got an opportunity to beta test what we all now know as Amazon sponsored ads. Mm -hmm. uh, at that time, it was actually called Amazon Marketing Services for mm -hmm. brands that lived on Vendor Central, right? <laughs> and I got really excited. Mm -hmm. um, about a year later, I quit the day job and started uh, one of the world's first Amazon advertising agencies centered around Amazon Search. Wow. And then now today we have about uh, a little over 250 employees around the globe. Uh, still don't have any investors, did it all in the black from day one. And yeah, we do about a quarter billion or 250 million a year in Amazon ad spend alone. Uh, wow. Looking at the mix of that is largely Amazon DSP and streaming TV while a smaller portion these days is Amazon search and we really lean into Amazon sponsored brands, then sponsored products and then sponsored display. But we normally really leverage multiple ad solutions in one campaign, if you will, that's yes. specific to driving an outcome for the clients. So if they want more market share, we might be leveraging competitor ASIN remarketing plus Wow. branded top of funnel non-branded on search whether we're leveraging sponsored brand sponsored brand video etc amazing so we we try to pull it all together amazing amazing josh what and what a history man really really great really great to know about your Thanks. your history and amazing like uh how you have worked for a company and then built your own agency and grown so big uh without uh, <laughs> any investor that's that's really an amazing uh, story that's well, amazing. thanks yeah and Josh, can you please share with uh, us what it is like to work with you from uh, a client perspective? Yeah, you know, um, historically, because we were one of the first to market, we've been able to like largely engage bigger enterprise brands. Mm -hmm. And in that landscape, to work with us is um, more of a hands-on, white glove, high touch, level of service largely because those brands are constantly calling and emailing and uh, kind of view us as an extension of their team 
mm-hmm. more than we are an agency that you might engage with once a month mm-hmm. on a fixed fee model, etc. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. we have over the last year developed a more um, low touch working in terms of like having a weekly call, we might have a monthly call or a bi-weekly call for varying mm. different fee models that are not mm. tied to a percentage of spend. Amazing. That is more geared towards sellers and or private label. Whereas mm. for the big brands, because they have larger budgets, um, they can afford to have us as an extension of their team where they contact us like 20 times a day, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. and that kind of white glove level of service. So we do both ends of the spectrum now where we can mm. help startups and I, I would say SMB mm-hmm. D2C brands that are still growing, we mm-hmm. can now do that. And that's something new for us within the course of the last year. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Josh, we are really thankful for sharing uh, this perspective for with our audiences. Yeah. And Josh, can you please like describe what is the pricing model looks like in your agency? So if somebody from audiences would like to move forward with you, uh, how, how is the pricing going to look for them? Yeah, so we have three key areas that we focus for the agency. Mm-hmm. Actually, I take that back four now. Thank you, Amazon Marketing Cloud. So we have marketplace management mm-hmm. where you know we will help a brand um, manage Vendor Central, Seller Central, mm-hmm. um, Target Plus, Walmart, 1P or 3P, all of that, all around the globe. Um, I've got a team in... Asia, I've got a team in Europe, and obviously the bulk of my employee base is here in the United States. Um, wow. And that's marketplace management. And that's usually um, a fixed rate or a percentage of sales or a fixed rate and a percentage of growth. And we have a number of little, uh, I would say, tickers and or bonuses for specific outcomes they want us to achieve, like fixing all of their and on cords or Uh, cleaning up the marketplace, or those are some ad hoc, one-off type engagements that are fixed costs. Then we have creative services. So I'm really proud of our creative team. I would say if you want to learn more about what we're capable of, you can yep. go to growthedo.com. Growthedo.com is a redirect to our Vimeo page where a lot of our mm-hmm. videos are, but we'll do full-scale TV commercials uh, for brands like Kilo Packard um, mm-hmm. or uh, HP. And then we also do... For a lot of our overseas cross-border clients that are maybe based in Asia that sell into the U.S., we do a lot of video projects for them and and branding projects for creative. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously we do everything with our retailer partner websites, so their brand stores and all the rest. And those are just your standard typical creative rates. And then advertising is a percent of spend. Um, or a minimum, whichever is greater. And then more recently, like I said, we're engaging more smaller private label brands with a fixed cost price model. Um, <laughs> and that's how we price things. Wow, amazing. That, that's that's uh, really, really lovely. Like uh, you are really, you can say, uh, open and uh, you can say diverse in terms of pricing. Like uh, yeah. I have set some goals, like if you increase some sales or hit some goal, There are percentage on that. That That's what I really love yeah. about uh, these agencies. Amazing. And Josh, like when you say Asia, what do you specifically mean? Like, is it Japan or India or Philippines? What are, Oh, what, so yeah. yeah, that's a great question, right? So I have um, a team in the Philippines. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I had to create my, we uh, with two other business partners, we had to create our mm-hmm. own corporate entity in mm-hmm. uh, the Philippines to help us with scaling and offshoring mm-hmm. a lot of like tasks. Um, however, they're really talented people. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what we did in Manila. Um, then in Taiwan and Taipei, I have a data science team for Amazon Marketing Cloud. It's you want to engage Amazon Marketing Cloud or Walmart Lemonade, you need to have data scientists. Um, and we also have business development sales reps in that region. Mm-hmm. Then I have a team in Shenzhen as well. And then Tokyo, we, we have um, a business development manager mm-hmm. who is out there looking to help us find more brands to help. Um, and that's Asia. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, lovely. So... Most of the guys are here from Asia. So uh, please, guys, check it out and uh, find, find your way. Uh, amazing. And uh, Josh, uh, can you please tell us more about like as an e-commerce is a global business. So how do you cater to localize in different marketplaces, different cultures? So mm. how do you manage that? Yeah. So I'll tell you um, how I did it initially and how I do it now. Right. Initially, I had to sponsor into the United States people from those countries so that my advertising creative um, could be relevant and in local language. So I had to sponsor students in um, to the United States from those countries, whether it be France, Germany, Spain, Portugal, um, the UK, uh, as well as even Brazil, you name it. Um, That was in the beginning because a lot of our clients, especially our larger global enterprise brands, they were going, okay, well, Amazon's now in France, so we need you to be in France. Uh, (laughs) To launch a new company and a corporate entity in any new country is no easy task. Yeah. Uh, So eventually we got to the place where we did eventually create our own corporate entity and launch in the UK. Mm -hmm. And then we began to duplicate that success in other countries. But like I said, it's a very expensive, long, tedious process. And then you've got to hire a team in each of those regions. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been able to do that now over the past. I think we've, you know, this is our eight year anniversary from mm-hmm. when I formally incorporated, but, um, uh, probably about our 10 year anniversary mm-hmm. this year, 2023. So, amazing. um, it's been a journey. Amazing. Lovely, going, lovely. going global is not easy. It's a journey. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you gotta I have can patience. see like, I can see like there are many big, big agencies of Amazon, but not everybody can are capable to do global. It's it's really hard job, right. so it's it's really amazing to see like how you're doing. Uh, and Josh, like, can you speak about any challenges, obstacles you have faced along your journey, and how you overcome them? Oh, geez, I've got a very <laughs> long list. Where do I begin? Um, yeah, you you can uh, just mention top three. Uh, well, you know, first things first. Um, there's the element of scaling mm-hmm. a company. Right. Again, I started with uh, business process outsourcing in the Philippines, and that was very challenging because a lot of the business process outsourcing companies weren't treating their people very well. Mm-hmm. And I would train somebody and then I would lose them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was one of my biggest challenges to overcome. Uh, thankfully, I know some really amazing people that wanted to help me in this journey who I know from the Philippines. And together, we created our own corporate entity to do that. That was mm-hmm. one big challenge. Uh, the other aspect of uh, scaling was um, hiring, even in the United States, and training. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I would hire fresh out of college talent here in California, mm-hmm. uh, we still didn't have like a really good formal training mm-hmm. program. And Amazon certainly didn't have any kind of Amazon training program, nor did Walmart or any other uh, of the retail media platforms, let alone e-commerce, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no formal training out there and we had to create it. So the, the way that I overcame it was building my own in-house learning and development team. Mm-hmm. And we were able to create a learning management system, what's called an LMS, that Amazing. took the onboarding of new employees from three months down to three weeks before we were able to actually put them into the field, if you will, right? That was like hurdle number two. Um, and then you said three of them. I would say um, the third one is more centered around the ability mm-hmm. to create a culture mm-hmm. and formalize the culture that you created, which here was really beautiful. And it was everybody caring about each other. We were in a really tight knit community in a very small office. And we got to the place where there's like 40 of us in one room. It was crazy. Right. Um, But the culture was tight. Now, how do we put that into take that experience of Mm -hmm. a genuine care for our fellow Mm -hmm. colleague within the organization, as well as obviously genuinely caring about the client and the person at the client, not just the big company they worked for. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to create what we call our manifesto. It's not quite Mm -hmm. a mission statement or a value statement. Mm -hmm. It's a manifesto with about 13 value statements Mm -hmm. that no matter what part of the world Mm-hmm. or what age group mm-hmm. they that sees our manifesto and comes to work here, our manifesto is extremely relevant mm-hmm. to all audiences globally, mm-hmm. culturally, and all of the above, right? And wow. one of the things is as we launch a new office, let's say in another part of the world, there's cultural mm-hmm. differences, mm-hmm. but our manifesto still resonates deep in the heart of every human yep. being no matter where on the planet they are. So I'll, I'll read some. Here's the, here's an example of it, right? Wow. I keep this even on I my here. desk. Yeah. Yeah. We promote so, life, man. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So, you know, the core tenant, you know, Amazon's core tenant is that they obsess over customer experience, right? Mm-hmm. Same with us, only because we're in professional services, we exist to help people, right? Yeah. That's our core tenant. Mm-hmm. My favorite, uh, one of my favorite value statements here in our manifesto is that we genuinely care about the people we work with, not just mm-hmm. the company they work for. Yeah. Um, another one that in my career, my I've had some pretty toxic work environments that I've grown up in, um, and I wanted to be able to find like what's the what's the value statement that's the opposite of toxic, right? And so mm-hmm. for me, that was we encourage, uplift, and support each other at all times. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, and more often than not, when you're an agency, um, it's easy. It's like riding a bike, except that the bike is on fire, Amazing. and you're on fire, and everything is on fire all the time, and that mm-hmm. creates a lot of stress. So mm-hmm. the intention is to try to actually uplift and encourage each other when everybody's having a tough time. This usually happens around pole events, right? Prime <laughs> Day, Black Friday, Cyber Week, yeah. every client is going crazy, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Another one of the value statements that I think, again, these are all value statements within our manifesto that resonate Mm -hmm. deeply with most human beings, right? Yeah, Um, yeah. We value self-development. It helps us help others. Amazing, amazing. This is the third challenge that we are going to come is. In short, it's all about 
uh, ha having a great team. So that's what uh, that's what is the biggest challenge, and that's how you overcome it, and that's how you scale the agency. Yep. Amazing, amazing, uh, lovely. And uh, Josh, like, as we are near the end of this podcast, can you please share with us the vision of your company and your future? How do you see yourself in uh, five years from now? So, you know, one of the things that an agency should be mm -hmm. is platform experts. Mm -hmm. And when I think about the future and I think about even thinking about what risk exists because of generative AI, isn't that going to replace professional service companies, right? Mm -hmm. Here's what I know. Mm -hmm. Every day there's a new platform. TikTok mm -hmm. didn't exist five years ago. Yep. I mean, they did because they were musically, but they rebranded, right? But at the end of the day, mm -hmm. there's always going to be some new shopper behavior. There's always going to be some new cultural behavior. There's going to be some new media platform, whether it's social media, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And that's always going to take and need human engagement. Right? Mm -hmm. the, in the landscape of marketing and advertising, it's always going to take a human element to understand mm -hmm. how to resonate deeply at an emotional level, because that's mm -hmm. what we're trying to do as marketers, incite a emotional response, mm -hmm. the human element of emotions mm -hmm. um, is where yeah. for marketers, there's always going to be a future. There's always going to be a job. So today it's Amazon, TikTok, Walmart. Tomorrow, we don't even know who it's going to be, right? Amazing. Amazing. So you always have to get ready and uh, get into in, get into new stuff. Whatever new is coming, you have to adopt it. And uh, before you left behind, that's that's amazing. Amazing. And so my favorite quote is uh, Walt yeah. Disney's quote. You can look this up. But mm -hmm. around here, we don't look backwards for very long. We keep moving forward. And that <laughs> there's a, that the quote's actually longer than that. But that's the premise, right? Amazing, amazing. Keep moving for forward. Sure. For sure, for sure. Uh, and one more thing, like Josh, like as you have mentioned AI, like where do you think generally AI can be most helpful for Amazon sellers? You know, everybody keeps talking about listing optimization. I think that's the most obvious. I think some of the things that a lot of people need to be thinking about, marketers mm -hmm. and private label brands, sellers, all of the above. Mm -hmm. is OpenAI has outright come out and said in their terms mm -hmm. and conditions that anything mm -hmm. you upload through ChatGPT or any OpenAI solution is the property of OpenAI then, oh. right? So be thinking about your data. And the second you upload a spreadsheet to say, hey, help me find some insights from my data, mm -hmm. that data about your brand and your relationship with Amazon is now public and belongs to OpenAI. Wow! Right, and not, so just well, be careful. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a that's a good tip. Amazing, amazing, uh, lovely. And uh, Josh, uh, before we go, can you please share with us how people can get uh, interact with you and get in contact uh, to work with you or uh, work with your agency? Some special uh, like you can say contact or where, where people can get contacted with you? Yeah, simply. Yeah, I think uh, LinkedIn is probably the best bet. Mm -hmm. um, you can find me at LinkedIn and my name is Joshua and the last name is Kreitzer, K-R-E-I-T-Z-E-R. -E Amazing. Uh, other than that, channelbakers.com and mm -hmm. growthedo.com. Those are some mm -hmm. places you can take a look at us. Amazing. Uh, lovely. Thanks a lot, uh, Joshua time. And uh, guys, please check it out. Uh, website and Josh uh, LinkedIn and uh, follow him, uh, guys. And uh, yep, 
uh, amazing. Once again, we are really honored to have you here, and uh, thanks for your time. Oh, thank you, man. It's been great. Yeah, thanks a lot.